As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Hey, we are live, but we got to let the stream breathe just for a few moments as we bring on the entirety of our great audience and community, which includes Facebook and we are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. You know him. You love him. He's a football priest, Zach Kelberman. Zach, the, the, the hot off the press headline that blew everybody's hair back today was, wait for it, Peyton Manning's going in the Hall of Fame. Who, who could have seen that coming? Really? He got in? Oh, I was I was waiting on pins and needles for that announcement, Chad. I didn't think he had a shot, but yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer, first try, Peyton Effing Manning. I, I read the presentation from a local, I think it was Mike Chappelle who covers the Colts. It lasted literally seconds, so I can only imagine. Listen, guys, it's Peyton Manning. Okay, Hall of Fame, you're in, done. I'm happy for him, Chad. I hope he gives the Broncos, however it's set up this year with the presentations and distancing and this and that. I hope he gives the Broncos a lot of love. We all know his investment to Denver is very much still alive. So happy for him, but it's fate accompli after his career completely. Oh yeah. It's, it's absolutely matter of course, but just look at this, like just in yardage. <clears throat> all right. When, of course, when, when Peyton retired, he owned that record. He owned basically all the passing records, but that was five years ago. And so he has since been surpassed by father Tom and uh, Drew Brees. Right. And so, I mean, the dude is just, he was just a machine. And imagine if 2014, excuse me, of course, we're Broncos fans are glad 2014, uh, excuse me, 2011 happened because without the 2011, him missing that whole season, the neck, Colts probably never cut him. He never ends up in Denver. But nevertheless, if he doesn't miss that season, he's probably sitting somewhere. And even 2015, right? He had the, he missed basically almost half the year after he, he had that injury and Kubiak sat him down. He's probably closer to about where Brady is now if he plays all of 2011 and doesn't miss any time in 2015. But still, a hell of a career when you consider he went years without defenses in Indianapolis. He went years without a tangible running game uh, beyond Edron James with the Colts. He was literally a one-man team. And you can argue a one-man operation considering he had input on the coaching, he had input on the play calling, he had input on the personnel, and also the plays on the field. The guy, for my money, is the best quarterback I've ever seen play. 
Peyton Manning in the Colts with the Broncos. I understand Tom Brady is the GOAT, but from a performance, technical standpoint, a stat standpoint, Peyton Manning did things, Chad, that literally blew my mind. And watching the 2013 Broncos back or watching some of the old Colts offenses back, it, it still is is astounding to me, the numbers he put up in a given year. I agree, man. I just want to, real quick, just some of these names, it's fun to – <clears throat> to kind of reminisce, Tom Brady, of course, going to be number one for a, a long time. Drew Brees, Peyton Favre. This one probably surprises a lot of people. This is why Philip Rivers is probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Like he didn't win the big one, but those numbers can't be denied. And that's just passing touchdowns, by the way. Followed by Marino, Rogers, Hall of Fame, Roethlisberger, Hall of Fame. Eli is he? Is Eli going to be in the Hall yeah. of Fame? Yes. Two titles, Brady both times, yes. No, not Matt Ryan. You got to win the Super Bowl, I think, to get in. So does that does that disqualify Rivers? Because remember, Dan I, Fouts. Dan Fouts is in the hall. Dan, uh, so is Dan Marino. Yeah. So I is just, Jim Kelly. What's, what's Rivers' playoff record, though, uh, overall? I'd love to know that. You know, I know he n- never won a title, but, like, was he at least in the plus, in the minus? Uh, man, I can uh, – I can research that, but we're, we'll we'll check it out another time. But still, he's congrats. a fringe guy, though, Chad. He's a yeah. he's a maybe, not not first ballot, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But guys, tonight we are so stoked to to be back with you, fresh off a day off. And tonight we are going to touch on <clears throat> a kind of a hot topic issue, a very um, uh, boisterous proposal made by ex Broncos quarterback. Brian Greasy on what George Payton should maybe be willing to give up if it meant landing Deshaun Watson. We're going to get to that here in a minute, but also we're having on another superstar uh, segment here. We can't wait to talk with Kenneth Booker. He's going to be on here in just a few moments. We'll introduce you to him, to us. We'll get a chance to talk some football, find out how Kenneth became such, not just a passionate Broncos fan, but such a knowledgeable Broncos fan. We're going to get to all of that here in just a moment. First though, We got to take care of some business, starting with saying hello uh, and thank you to tonight's presenting sponsor, Manscaped. All right, guys, we are now a full month into 2021. We know 2020 sucked, quarantine, all that stuff. Put it behind you and embrace the new year, new me mindset. And the best way to do that, the best tool to kind of give you the leg up in doing that, cultivating that mindset is Manscaped because Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, helping over 2 million men around the world keep their male grooming on point. So if you let yourself go while in quarantine in 2020, Manscaped is here to help you reboot, stay clean, and shaved in 2021, Zach. Yeah, you know, Chad, you mentioned male grooming, and the first association, obviously, is below the belt, is the unmentionable part of male grooming. But it's also your face, it's your ears, it's your nose, it's your back, it's your arms, and you see the razor right there. You see the lawnmower, like Chad always likes to show off. I used that the other day, like I mentioned on Monday's pod. I shaved, and you can't see it right now, but it's growing back really nicely. It does a good job overall. It it doesn't really uh, nip nip your skin. It doesn't leave too much stubble left over. It really is a a well-quality a uh, highly made product, well-made product. And I'm holding the uh, weed whacker right now for my nose. I use this, guys, more often than I want to admit. It works every time, holds a charge forever. It's comfortable. It's affordable. It looks good. If you have any inkling or any interest at all about male grooming, Manscaped is the way to go. I promise you. doesn't matter what your age is, all right? If, uh, you know, if you're, you know what's have dropped, then you should be 
<laughs> keeping your manscaping on point. All right. Yes. It needs to be on point. And if you let yourself go a little bit, we understand. Hey, it was 2020. It was a weird year. This is how you get back on track. And as he mentioned, you got the weed whacker, you got the lawnmower 3.0, which also has the light to illuminate that undercarriage underneath when you're trying to get, you know, it's hard to kind of bend over, see what you do. The light really helps that out. So yes. embrace that new year, new me mindset gang over at manscaped.com. And right now, if you use the code huddle, you get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Your family jewels will thank you. Yes. Again, guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code huddle at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code huddle. Happy New Year to you and your family, Jules. All right. We're going to grab Kenneth here in just a second. One last couple thing, a uh, couple of things here of business, and we'll dive right back in. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at HuddleUpPod and on Facebook. All right. I'm going to put the link for the Facebook page in the chat. But guys, if you are not following the page on Facebook, you're missing out. And not just on the content, not just on the engagement with Zach and myself and John, but on Sunday's show, we're going to be drawing three names out of the hat of people following our page on Facebook, the Huddle Up Podcast page. We're going to give away a hat. We're going to give away a t-shirt. We're going to give away a mug. And if you want in on that, go follow the page. I'm going to put the this, the link here in the chat, but it's pretty easy to find. You just open up Facebook, type in Huddle Up Podcast, bada bing, bada bang, you're in like Flynn. Back to Twitter, though. Follow the main podcast account, at Huddle Up Pod, the main account, at Mile High Huddle. My partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL. Myself, at Chad N. Jensen, and the lovable teddy bear, Buona Beast, that will also rip your face off. You follow him on Twitter, at John K. MHH. Great Twitter follow. Trust on that. He's he's a great Twitter follow. And then, hey, you want to get a hat? You want to get a T-shirt? You want to support the brand? Get your swag on at huddleuppod.com. Just another way to support what we're doing here and rep the the colors, rep the brand. Man, the, the way our communities act just went a gangbusters on the merch store in 2020. And 2021 has gotten off to a great start, too. We're just so thankful, and, and we appreciate you. So yeah. get a hat, get a tee, get a, get a hoodie, whatever floats your boat. And then also, guys, here's your uh, daily reminder to become a supporter on Facebook if if you want access to Kelberman's Corner, which is Episode 5 coming on Sunday at noon Mountain Time. Zach is cooking up a hot take. You know it's going to hold water, though. Hot takes that hold water, Kelberman's Corner, Episode 5. If you go to Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle, that's our page, you'll see the big blue button. It says become a supporter. You click that, you're in like Flynn. Right now, if you're watching on Facebook, if you scroll to the bottom where you would type in your comment or chat, You'll see a little green icon. Click that. Another way to sign up to become a supporter. And then we have some great new content coming down the pike that we're going to be debuting in the next week or so for the supporters, draft free agency rumor oriented stuff. It's only going to be for the insiders and the people that are, you know, in the inner sanctum, if you will, on Facebook. So check that out. And if you're not in a position to do those things, it is all good. We're seriously just stoked to have you with us. We do ask that you subscribe, that you like this video, guys. I mean, Zach, we're sitting here on a on a Wednesday evening, and there's nearly 400 people with us live in this chat. If each one of you, all right, click like on YouTube and Facebook, it would have a massive effect on us in, in a big, bad way. So please like this video. And then the litmus test is number three, if and only if. We only ask that you do this if you think we're doing a good job. If Zach and I are doing a good job bringing you this content on a day-in, day-out basis, share it, all right? Share it out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. 
This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. And speaking of like-minded Broncos fans, let's get Kenneth on and, and see what's going on. Kenneth Booker in the house. Everybody knows Kenneth Booker in the chat. Everyone's by this point, I mean, been such a big part of our community now for I don't even know how long, Kenneth. I can't even think of a time in the chat where you weren't in there. So we're just so stoked to, to finally meet up with you, put a face to the name, talk some Broncos. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Uh, I'm doing great, uh, Chad, and thanks for having me, Chad and Zach, and hello to everybody in the room coming to you uh, straight from Korea. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's really cool to be on the show. I've, I've watched it for a while. I've been a, a real big fan of you guys, so it's pretty awesome. Amen, my friend. We, uh, we've been looking forward to this, and it just so happens as well that even though this is a segment that is dedicated to getting to know one of the superstars in our community – the bittersweet aspect of tonight's superstar show is this is literally the last time Kenneth Booker is going to be a superstar. Don't get too upset about it because he's coming on staff at MHH to become a staff writer. So we're super stoked. I finally said, you know what? This dude, he knows what he's talking about in the chat. He's consistent. He's passionate. He's knowledgeable. He's outgoing. I'm like, dude, I need to call Kenneth and see if he's got any chops. Turns out my dude has some chops. So, Kenneth, it's going to be fun getting to work with you and, and seeing your, your written articles at milehuddle.com. But tell everybody how you became a Broncos fan. Um, I started watching football when I was a real young kid. Uh, my aunt actually took me to a, a yard sale with me and my uh, cousin. He, uh, he got, they had a Broncos helmet, a Green Bay helmet. Um, he got the Broncos helmet, so I got the Green Bay helmet. I thought they were the Green Bean Packers, actually. So uh, <laughs> I became a Green Bay fan for a couple of years, and then um, I just got sucked into the Broncos and John Elway and and all their great players. Even uh, when they were struggling, uh, when they actually they weren't struggling, but uh, when they went to the Super Bowls and had some pretty big losses, uh, I just remember the the town, which is so electric, uh, and everybody was painting their houses and driving down the uh, street with flags and partying at the mall and stuff like that, and I just haven't haven't looked back since and it's been a huge Broncos fan ever since then. Kenneth, I've been wanting to ask this question the last couple of times, but we've been inundated with Sean Watson and Matt Stafford rumors, <laughs> but tell us and tell our audience your favorite memory as a Broncos fan being in Korea and all, and also your worst <laughs> memory as a Broncos fan, uh, you know, among Broncos country. Uh, I guess the, for the worst one, it was uh, the 49ers Super Bowl. Um, I remember when I was a kid, it would, the the mall like shut everything down and it was like they had this gigantic pizza and they had uh 
everybody with orange and blue hair. And then just to watch that game, it was just a disaster. Um, it was, it rivaled the 2013 one because at least in 2013, it didn't matter how far we fell behind. You always felt like we had a chance. You're just like two more touchdowns, three more touchdowns, mm-hmm. four more touchdowns. <laughs> um, my favorite was, uh, of course, the Super Bowl 32 with, uh, Terrell Davis just going off. Um, we were so quiet. We, we, we didn't want to root or anything. We were so on pins and needles. We didn't want to ruin it and jinx it. And when they won, it was, it was just like a weight lifted off our chest. It went losing all the Super Bowls and it was, it was awesome. It's like that, <clears throat> excuse me, that anecdote that John Elway has shared about uh and by the way i read about this too in the in the book by uh, jason cole elway a relentless life go pick it up guys but he talks about how when as you, you know broncos go to three super bowls in the 80s with elway lose them all as you mentioned and then finally and it's separated by what 89 to 97 you're separated by a good solid eight years nearly a decade yeah. and finally the broncos are going back and elway's long in the tooth he's getting close to the end and his mother when it when it happens she's like do we really have to go back to the super bowl because she can't she didn't want to deal with the disappointment of losing again, but John's like, you know, look, this is what we do. We got to, maybe we'll win this one, mom, you know, let's get our hopes up a little bit here. But that was such a, a triumph. And Chase, thank you for that super chat. He says, this is for Kenneth. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, Zach, while we have Kenneth with us, let's go ahead and dive into the hot topic issue of tonight. Cause we can always circle back. And by the way, gang, any direct questions, comments, or supers for, for Kenneth, get him in the chat. John will, will, uh, We'll get to them here shortly. What's up, Zachary? Good to see you, my friend. But let's uh, let's talk about this real quick, all right? Brian Greasy, everybody knows Brian Greasy, all right? Former Denver Broncos second-round uh, pick from, what was it, 2000? That went on to be uh, the starter for a few years and then flamed out and then went on to be a journeyman backup mostly in the NFL. Well, of course, he now does media, and he's a pretty good color guy in, in my estimation. But he's saying the Broncos need to dive in head first, feet first, whatever you want to say on Deshaun Watson and his specific package. Let me just go ahead and highlight this here. If I were the Broncos, and by the way, Zach, great article breaking this down. If I were the Broncos, I might take a look at two first round picks, Drew Locke, and maybe throw in Vaughn Miller. You cannot afford not to take a shot at getting a franchise quarterback, a top five caliber quarterback for the next 15 years. That is something you can't pass up so Zach I want your gut reaction and then Kenneth yours after Zach he wants to throw in Drew Locke he wants to throw in Von Miller how about Draymond Jones how about Noah Fant how about Cortland Sutton how about the water boys how about George Payton I mean at some point there has to be a limit to how much you're giving up for one player and someone on Twitter actually this is along the same lines he floated me a proposal it was two first round picks two second round picks Von and Chubb and Drew Locke. And it's like, okay, you want to score 30 points, but give up 35 points a game. At some point, it gets too carried away, and it gets to be too much. I understand the premise of what Brian Greasy is saying. And in that same article where I uh, attributed it from, he talked about Locke being, uh, you know, he's shown progress, but he hasn't stepped up to the mantle to be that franchise quarterback. So that spurned almost his desperation, Greasy, and wanted to get Deshaun Watson in Denver. He's playing up to the fan base. I feel like that's the same That's the same feeling of the fan base. Whatever it takes to give up draft picks, capital players for Deshaun Watson, I just think it's too much, though. At some point, Chad, you're going to give up a majority of your team, stars and younger core players, all for one guy who hasn't won anything yet in terms of a title in the NFL. Is that a bridge too far for you, Kenneth? Or would you maybe consider that kind of a, a trade? I get the desperation. It's 
we've only had three losing seasons in, in the entire franchise history with Pat Bowen as owner, and I, I get just wanting to get your quarterback back. But uh, I don't know. I don't even know what you could offer because I feel like they off they value our players a lot less than we value our players. So we would have to give up everything for them to even come to the table. So it's, it's sad to say it's not realistic. And uh, Von Miller would – I don't know if I could give up Von Miller. So – well, let's shift it for a second, Zach and I, because we know time's limited with Kenneth here. So Zach and I can circle back on this. But, Kenneth, I want your take on as far as the solution moving forward. Now, a lot of people who are in the chat, the community that are in the chat day in, day out, they probably kind of have a feel for what your your thoughts are on this question. But let's let's get it out in the open. What is the optimal solution in 2021 for the Denver Broncos at quarterback in your mind? And let me just set the stage. Is it going out, trading, grabbing a guy like Watson? Is it signing an Andy Dalton, a Fitzmagic? Is it trading up and grabbing a Q in the first round? What's the optimal solution in your book? Or is it Drew? I'm sorry. Last one. Yeah, or is I think it it's – I, I, I want Drew to uh, do good so bad. Um, I think another year would be nice for him. I, I think adding another weapon like a – was it a Jalen, uh, Jalen Darden would be amazing to kind of match the Casey's uh, – uh, blueprint mm-hmm. where they have Miko Hardman and they have a uh, Tyreek Hill. Yep. And then we already have Noah Fant to match Kelsey. And then we, what we do have over them is I think we have better running backs. Um, so I think that would be the key. The Pat Shimmer thing. I don't know if he would be able to use those players the way they're supposed to be used uh, or to maximize uh, their talents. But uh, I think he'd run it back another year with Locke and uh, add another weapon. Uh, the first round draft pick's got to be a, a Caleb Farley. I, I want Micah Parsons, but we gotta we gotta lock up those cornerbacks. And uh, Michael O would be a or Michael uh, Ojemudia would be a really nice uh, uh, third cornerback uh, because he really proved himself last year. So that's what I would do. Kenneth, we get this question a lot, and you and I and you you me and Chad actually tend to share a brain on the Broncos and Broncos matters. Where do you see Denver? I know it's still early; it's February third, but where do you see Denver finishing in twenty twenty one? Is this a playoff team? Let's say they do run it back with with Drew Locke, and let's say that he does hold off a veteran quarterback like an Andy Dalton, assuming no injuries, assuming no pandemic, and assuming a, a level playing field. Is this a playoff team, or is Fangio going to fall short and end up getting his walking papers? What do you think? I think it's a borderline playoff team. I, we just can't get in our own way with uh, the Drew Lock interceptions and fumbles, the Fangio. I don't know what he's saying with the timeouts. Um, <laughs> but I, I think we have the talent to, to compete with any team. We don't get blown out, really. We got blown out by Buffalo, I think. But uh, every other game, it's been a close game. And um, I think we have the weapons to go to the playoffs. Maybe not overtake Kansas City or anything like that, but I think we're – we're a better team than San Diego. I think their quarterback is amazing, but I think our overall team and our defense can keep them in check. So I see us making nine, ten games. At least. I'm hoping for ten games at yeah. ten and six. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. 
As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Zeus, McPeak, Bonafide, Superstar, Foundational wow. Superstar here oh, in our yeah. community. Appreciate that, Stu. You know we love you, bro. He says, Kenneth, you are a rock star. <laughs> Thank you, Stu. I appreciate that. Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. Zeus. In the house, baby. Um, <clears throat> do we have, uh, John, let's see. Let me just take a quick peek. Um, if you have, <clears throat> excuse me, let me just, let me see here. Um Wow. Oh, wow. You, <laughs> oh, goodness. The queen in the hizzy. Wow. Christy, thank he you so much. When her 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 super chat comes on, like a queen's theme chat. I think we need to start debuting something like that. I'll, I'll call up John Williams from Star Wars and be like, hey, <laughs> get a score for her. <laughs> Let's bankroll a new theme for, for KR. Christy, thank you so much. And she says, just blows us away. She says, congrats, Kenneth, and good to see you on. Who would you pay, Simmons? Justin Simmons or Shelby Harris. Great Thanks, question. guys. Wow. Hope you all have an amazing night. Love you, Christy. Thank you, Kenneth. Let me put it to you on. Uh, let me take that and piggyback it a little bit more for just some background for our listeners. Is it was interesting. CBS Denver had a little sit down. Uh, Michael Spencer and Justin Simmons, in which Simmons revealed that he received a surprise phone call from George Payton not long oh, wow. after Payton had been hired, and Payton was not calling to negotiate, not calling to check his temperature on dollars and this. He just was calling to say, hey, I'm George Payton. I'm the new GM. I've been an admirer of yours from afar for a long time. And it actually impressed Simmons quite a lot. Like it was made an impression. So how do you how to Christie's point, how do you balance that in your mind? The priority is it Shelby, if you had to pick one, is it Simmons? What are you doing? I I'm gonna say Shelby. Uh, I just feel like because the Fangio does so much stuff with his safeties and he can really elevate his safeties play. And Shelby's he just comes up big all the time. And Simmons does with the interceptions too, but Shelby and his uh, his pass blocks and his his sacks when you need him, he's just a, a dynamic player. Um, and the, the the with the George Payton thing, that's that's a, that's a that's a class act move because it's like when I you worked in a restaurant, and you say, "Hey, how are you doing today?" And they said Diet Coke, and you're like, "That's not the response you're supposed to say." Right. So let's say, "Hey, how are you doing today?" It's it's the cordial thing to say to say, "Hey, man, I just want to say I know you." I really respect you and just get to know the person as a person and not as a commodity. That, that's a really excellent point from a human to a human, not just, you know, player to player, not just from a business standpoint, you have to make that connection. You're spot on Kenneth and him doing that chat, just him reaching out and introducing himself. This is part of the reason why we've been warning our listeners not to expect this blockbuster move. This is a first year GM replacing John Elway, still getting the lay of the land, still meeting everyone and still making these phone calls. He can't make these phone calls and just meet Justin Simmons and while dangling Von Miller in a potential trade for Deshaun Watson. It's an incremental process, but like Kenneth alluded to, these are the, the, the things that have to happen. You have to introduce yourself, greet yourself, warm up to the players, establish a bond that goes beyond the field, and that's what he's doing. So class act, for sure. What were your thoughts on the GM search? Kenneth, did you, do you think they made the right decision or were you pining for maybe a Terry Fontenot or a Champ Kelly? What was your take on that? 
you know, running her back three, four weeks when that hire was made. To be honest, I really don't know too many of the GMs. So I wasn't really this way or that way. Uh, the Fontenot was kind of cool because of the the team and the talent they had uh, put together and stuff like that. But I was just, I was kind of helpless. I didn't even know what, who to pick and, and uh, what, uh, what uh, GM to go with. Um, but it seems like from what they just said with, uh, or what you just say with Justin Simmons, that they picked the right guy. All right. Well, guys, this has been such a joy and a pleasure to. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. Here's, here's some, some big love from the community tonight. Goodness gracious. Levi in the house, rocking his uh, smouse in the house, designed Let Him Hate Tea. <laughs> love you, buddy. And I can't make out if that's an MHH hat. I don't think it is a Bronco hat, but. Love you, Levi. MHH fam. Appreciate you. And this is what it is. Like, you know, this will be Kenneth Marks. Let, let me see. Kenneth Marks, the second MHH staffer that came up through the podcast listening community. John, that's how we found Boana Beast. That's how we connected with John. Serendipity, baby. The universe puts us together, puts the right faces together. That's how Zach and I came together was through, you know, the football universe. Serendipity just, you know, our orbits crossed. And Kenneth, it's just been great, man, to uh, not only get to know you in the chat and all this over the years, but or over the months. I guess it's been over a year at least. But yeah, it's over a year. Over a year, and then being able to have some emails with you because I'll tell you what, one of the reasons why the light bulb went on, hey, I should reach out to Kenneth, was because he always brings questions in the chat and topics that make Zach and I go, "Yep, I got to ponder that for a minute." And you know your Broncos history, you know football, and I mean, like us, man, we don't know the name of every single a GM candidate, the number two or the number three or the number four behind every GM in the league. Um, but we know football and we know the issues and we know the Denver Broncos. And so it's going to be a gas man to to work with you and, and help you come along. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. So thank you for making some, some time for us tonight. Follow Kenny on Twitter. It says at Kenny 19811. Do it quick. because he, I don't know. He might be changing that in the near future. I don't know. Yeah, just, pretty soon. Pretty soon. But Kenneth, dude, thanks for coming on, my friend. Congrats on being on the team. And we look forward to seeing you in the very, very near future. Oh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. And uh, thanks to um, just uh, say thanks to Christy. Uh, I watch their podcast as well, too. Her and Richie Rich and Six Foot Ten. It's, it's really good. It's a good way to watch um, some Broncos stuff before you guys come on. And it's uh, it's really awesome to see as well. So thank you for having me on. This was great. Thank it's you. Be fun, my friend. This is just the beginning. So. We'll uh, we'll start peeling off some segments with with Kenneth on staff. Now we'll start peeling off yep. some segments, having him on, getting his take on things. But as you can tell, the community thinks quite highly of you. So I think we made the right call there. And Kathy can give you some congrats there too, as far as coming on staff. And Greg, what's up with the let him hate tea on on Facebook? Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. So anyway, congrats on being on the team. We're stoked. Welcome, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. All right, there he goes, Kenneth Booker. The Follow man that man. Legend. Follow that man. Let's get his Twitter up. Get that man a freaking agent chat. Holy crap, is he a marketing cash cow? I mean, the guy is just super popular within the Broncos. Our little community here, everyone, when he comes on the screen, Kenneth, they all recognize him from his contributions and his interactions, and it was all genuine. They were literally mm-hmm. donating to, to hear and to see Kenneth talk. So great guy. I loved having him on. And, Chad, I can't wait to see him take my job as an MHA staffer now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to start somewhere. And he's uh, he's getting his beak wet, so to speak. He's, yep. he's just getting started. And, you know, it'll take, some, take him some time to, to kind of build up a head of steam. But that's where 
Zach and myself, that's where we come in to kind of help him and, and uh, mentor him. But, you know, when you have raw, well, first of all, when you have knowledge and you have raw talent, you know, all you need from there is just a, a little um, know-how, a little, a little shepherding, a little direction. And so, you know, he's going to be great. He's going to be great. We look forward to it. Mark, love you, bro. Good to see you. Appreciate you. Thanks for being patient. He's like, what's up, my guys? And Broncos country. Hashtag football priests. Hashtag huddle up pod. Hashtag hi, John. <laughs> John waved, by the way. I can see it right now. You know how it works, Mark, on the show. So he, he just The teddy like bear. The teddy bear. Teddy bear like this. Then he went like this. <laughs> All right, I'll rip your face off. All He's right. like the Ted teddy bear, you know. Yeah. Don't judge him by his cover. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, Kenneth, he's, he's a freaking stud, and yeah. we're excited to have him on board. So uh, let's grab this uh, super from Muhammad, who's going to be on the show exactly a week from today. We look forward to, to meeting in the flesh, MHH in-house male model, Muhammad Badri. Good to see you, bro. And he says, mile high salute, right back at you. Yes, yeah. sir. Appreciate you, my friend. Good, good to see you, um, John. Uh, let me see real quick. Just a quick delay while I do a cursor. So we got we got the great Mike Evans. We got the great Mike Evans. Um, if you have him next, there he is. Um, it's pretty good. I know already. Yep. <laughs> this man uh, has is currently the record holder for the most superstar appearances on the show, and we love him. There's a reason why Mike is the man. All right. He says, if you had lunch with George Payton, who would you tell him to prioritize in retaining Shelby Harris, Philip Lindsay, or Tim Patrick? Very good question. Very good question. Um, of that trio, I hate to say it. All right. But I'm going, I'm going Shelby. I love Philip and I don't want Philip to go anywhere. I really don't. I want Philip to be a Bronco for life, but I just, Zach, I don't see it happening. I think this might be his last hurrah in the orange and blue, unless, you know, they they RFA tender him, which, by the way, an RFA tender, to use your phrase that you use at the top of the show tonight, a fait accompli, right, which means simply like a matter of course, like it was fated to happen, all right? You think, oh, it's a, it's a, it's an RFA tender. It's one of your better players. Of course you RFA tender. Well, that RFA tender, you're probably going to do it around the second round level. All right. And that comes at a cost north of three million for one year. So it's not a perfect guarantee. I think it's close to, but it's not a perfect guarantee, Zach, that they tender Lindsay. But unless he does come back on a tender and just tears it up and has a Philip Lindsay circa 2018 caliber season, he's probably playing in another uniform this time next year. Well, if uh, we're having lunch and I'm asking Peyton how the steak is, because it means we're at Elway Steakhouse. So that, that's <laughs> yeah. the first order of business. He won't be like Fangio and get a burger. But among these three, let's just rank them from least to – I see you, John. I see, Not necessarily. Tim Patrick, as good as he is, he, he would start on most teams in the NFL. But the Broncos, they have Cortland Sutton. He's not going anywhere yet. They have uh, Jerry Judy. He's not going anywhere. And they have KJ Hamler. He's not going anywhere. Then they have Noah Fan, a first-round pick. He's not going anywhere. You'd love to have a Tim Patrick, you know, you love to keep a guy like that, but if you have to let him go, he's not worth retaining over a Shelby Harris. Philip Lindsay, as much as I love him in the NFL, it's not a running backs business any longer, Chad. It's a replaceable position, and uh, the Broncos don't really believe in him as the workhorse, and as long as they don't see him that way, they're not going to value him that way. So I think they will keep him, but the guy worthy of a long-term deal before either of them is Shelby Harris for the same reasons that Kenneth said. And it's a good point. For as much as we lodge Simmons, how many times does he come in in the clutch? 
How many times does he end a game? I remember one time last year he had a pick. But how many times does he make those game-clinching clutch plays? Shelby Harris does it almost every single time he's on the field. Whether it's blocking a kick, sacking a quarterback, stuffing a run, those guys are invaluable. And the Broncos should pay up this offseason. Picking off a Hall of Fame quarterback in the end zone. I mean, right. yeah. Future Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, he's got the clutch gene. That's what that's that's what I like to say about Shelby. He he really does. But look, it's not an easy it's not an easy call because all all of those players mentioned have value and merit and and especially as it applies to the Denver Broncos. So this is the Overtime Podcast Network. Last spring, you chose hard working seed, but did it work as hard as you did? At NK Seeds, we know that all the time, all the effort comes down to this. All that matters now is yield and how the seed perform on your acre. Because you can't fake performance. And bushels don't lie. Local results coming soon. Visit nkseeds.com slash harvest. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Uh, Brandon Reagan, good to see you, my friend. This is a guy who has come on strong of late as a superstar in the community, and we do appreciate you and all your support, my friend. He says, I'm not for a Deshaun Watson trade, but I'll try, LOL. Four first-rounders, two-thirds, Justin Simmons. You could put Drew in, keep Locke, uh, third year. Hopefully this doesn't happen. Prayers up. Hold on, Bronco fans. Yeah, I mean, look. If, if I truly thought that, like, if this was Patrick Mahomes was on the table, even that would make me kind of go, mm, I don't know. Giving up that mm. much capital, Zach, it really does just make my you-know-what pucker a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean, even anything more than two first-rounders, because you go, well, if you, if no price is, is – no bridge is too far if you get your guy. I mean, by your guy meaning your franchise bona fide guy for 15, 10, 15 years. There's a good chance that's Watson. There's a good chance that's who he is and it's who he's always going to be. Um, but that just, to me, I think about it like, think of some of the big monumental trade-ups in the last, let's just say, the last 10 years of the NFL. All right? The trade-up for Wentz didn't pay div- – I mean, you could argue it did because they did win a Super Bowl. Wentz did have a great year that year before he got hurt, but it took Nick Foles to carry him forward and, and get all, go all the way. But I still don't think in this through the scope of history that's going to be viewed as that was all about. I mean, even though Wentz deserves credit for them getting to the playoffs and their seeding and all that, that, that's going to be viewed more of an achievement of Foles and Peterson. All right. Both of them are gone now. 
Uh, let's who else? What's another trade up? I'm uh, like a, I mean like a monumental trade up. Who am I, who am I missing? I'm, you could say Trubisky. It's not monumental, but it was a trade up, right? Again, bust. Now, Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs traded up to to grab Patrick Mahomes. That's a recent one that you can point to and go. They traded that first rounder and the next year's first, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head. Plus, I think a like a third rounder, if I'm not mistaken, to jump up a few spots and uh, get their guy. That paid dividends. But more often than not, I'm trying to think, guys, if, if, if Kenneth was still with us, he'd be like, this trade, this trade, this trade, this trade. He'd have it all front of brain. But I just don't think it pays the dividends you think it does because, you know, again, it's kind of similar, Zach, to the philosophy – of there's no such thing as a free agent franchise quarterback. Franchise guys, they aren't available. True franchise guys, they're not there. And so they're, you know, if they're if if a guy that you think is a franchise guy is suddenly on the on the table and on the market, you gotta be a little skeptical. You gotta go, what well, right. There's a reason why. Yeah, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, I can't remember if the Texans traded up for Watson if they just took him with the original pick, but more often than not, it, it, these trades don't happen. And four first round picks, I'm not doing for anyone, even Mahomes. Three, I would do for Mahomes because it's Patrick Mahomes and literally every other quarterback in the NFL. He's that good. But four first round picks, it means you can't pick a premium player unless you trade more for almost a half decade. That is a crippling fact and a crippling possibility for your team because a quarterback can't do it alone. If you strip away the weapons that Mahomes has and you strip away the coaching, is he still as good as he is? I don't think so. He's a product somewhat of the system around him. And the, and they do that because they sign the right players, they invest in the right players, and they can draft the players to help him out. Four first-rounders, I'm not doing for anyone, certainly not Deshaun Watson, Chad. Isn't there a limit to the number of first-rounders that can be traded? Is there? I don't know. I'll come back to that. Let's grab Poppy, who is just such a another cornerstone that is, that is member incredible. of this community, and she uh, she just shows up in 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 spades. She supports us in every which way. I mean, she sent us each podcast team, and along with our producer, a little care package for Christmas that to this day is not only valued and precious for all of us in terms of the keepsakes, and it's in my office and everything. Like my wife using the blanket, my daughter using the blanket literally every single night. And, you know, my wife, she's pregnant. She's going to be having a baby in June. And so, you know, she's hot in this moment. Now she's cold. She's hot. She's cold. And that blanket, trust, it has been saving the day. So, Poppy, much love to you. Thank you so much for everything. And she says, hello, everyone. Hope all is well. Glad to be here tonight. By the way, Kelberman's Corner is awesome. Thank you for all you guys do. Thank you, Poppy. So cool. And yeah. I think it's, you know, we try on Kelberman's corner and I shouldn't say we, this has been your, your baby, your focus. You're trying to make it a little different flavor than what, what our, our communities used to see in from huddle up podcast four nights a week. It's a little bit different um, format, a little bit different vibe. Yeah, I'm trying to just give our audience something else where I kind of just go off for, you know, 20, 25 minutes about a certain subject where it's it's a hot take, but like you said, it does hold water. And, Pobby, you've been there from the very first episode. And in the very first episode, there were a lot of kinks that we had to get worked out, and it was not a well-coordinated effort. But we've smoothed it over, and we're continuing to push forward. But, Pobby, your support, your generosity, you are a bedrock member of this community, just like Christy, just like a lot of others, and we appreciate you more than you know. Thank you, Pobby. Yeah, much love. Levi, 
in the house again. Thank you, bro. I mean, just it means so much to us, brother. Seriously, love you. Appreciate you. He says, hey, fellas, just show it support. Love MHH. We love you back, buddy. And it was not the same when you had to go away for your really cool job that I'm slightly envious of. Not slightly, very envious of. So, uh, you know, we're glad to have you back. Another Bedrock member, like I just mentioned, Levi. So thank you, Levi. All right, let's let's grab a few more of our patient uh, supers, and then we'll grab right go go back into the chat and a couple other topics I want to touch on tonight. Jason Christopher, thank you, bro, for the super sticker and the big thumbs up. Much love. It was also great to finally have the aha connection with you on Twitter, knowing how. All right, Jason Christopher on YouTube, and here's his Twitter account. So awesome to connect with you. Appreciate you, bro. We got uh, John real quick by chance. Um, my stream where I'm at, I'll just give you an FYI. I'm at uh, actually I'm I'm at Michaela. So let's grab let's grab Dave and then we'll grab Michaela and Chase and then we'll get back to uh, Dave from Georgia. By the way, Dave sent us in a superstar selfie with his Let Him Hate shirt, as you can see mm. in his YouTube pic. Love it, and uh, it went gangbusters on on MHH social. So. Shout out to you, Mile High Salute to you, bro. He says, did Brian Greasy play without a helmet? LOL. Hashtag Broncos country. You know, it's crazy because you think, oh, Drew Locke, Vaughn, a couple firsts, a third, whatever it was, the haul that Greasy's willing to throw in to grab Deshaun Watson. There are teams that would cough that up if it meant landing Deshaun Watson. And to me, it's just, I don't know if that's the right thing. I have my serious misgivings for this team, for the Denver Broncos, that that would be a wise decision. Now, you look at each situation, you go, all right, two first-rounders, that would be hard enough for me, plus a third or whatever. But Drew, if you're bringing in Watson, then fine, send him off because he's your guy now. That's fine. Vaughn, I mean, we've talked about this before, depending on what happens with the the criminal investigation with the Parker police uh, and all that stuff, hopefully it's unfounded, nothing comes of it. But even if, it do, even if that's the case – Entering his age 32 season, or is it his age 33? Yeah. This dude is is getting longer in the tooth, and he's a saint, right? He's, a, he's a, in terms of the, the Bronco pantheon, all-time guy. But if you're going to move on from Vaughn, and if you'd want to be able to at least use him as some kind of a stepping stone to perhaps a better future. So if you can leverage him as something like this, I understand that. But it's all combined. It just seems to me a couple of bridges too far. I questioned before we went on, you know, lightheartedly, not to take it and, you know, not to get drawn, you know, ruffle any feathers, but I questioned how many hits he took to the head, Brian Greasy, because to give up Von Miller, if the Texans, if reports are true, they're looking to unload J.J. Watt, an aging, expensive star defense, defensive player. Why would they want to take on Von Miller, who's arguably more expensive or comparably expensive to J.J. Watt? They want younger players. So this is, in my opinion, based on the quotes that Greasy gave on Drew Locke, which an article is coming soon, by the way, on that, he's not impressed with Locke. He doesn't believe he's the guy. And those and those people in that camp who don't believe Drew is the guy are willing to give up the farm and the land and the tractor and the farmhouse for Deshaun Watson. Most of us who are in on Drew Locke don't want to go that far. And I believe George Payton grip gravitates toward our camp a little more. I understand what Greasy's saying, 
But to throw in Vaughn in there, and the way he said it, Chad, throw Vaughn in. He doesn't really even believe what he's saying for the most part. He doesn't look at the salary cap. He doesn't look at the consequences or the ramifications of that deal. He doesn't realize that the Texans want young players. He just is so desperate, like a lot of people are, to move on from number three and get a replacement in the building no matter what cost. Michaela, it is so good to have you back in the chat. Uh, We really appreciate the super and your generosity. And Michaela... She kind of stormed onto the the MHH community scene about this time last year. And then, um, you know, as she says here, sorry, I've been gone for a while. Lots going on. Glad to be back. I am for the Watson trade, but not at the expense of the team's future. Hey, amen on that, sister. And like I said, it's just great having you back and hope everything's good. Hope uh, hope everything in your life is 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 going well. We're happy to have you back. And it would be, and thank you, Michaela, but it would be at the expense of the team's future because even if you give up, if you keep Vaughn, if you keep Bradley Chubb, and and, and you keep Drew Locke, let's say, you're still giving up multiple first-round picks, multiple second-round picks, and taking on Watson's contract, which precludes you from re-signing your own core players. So yes, it absolutely hamstrings the future and mortgages the future. If you make a move like that, like the Rams did for Stafford, you're opening up a two-year title window. If you don't win a title in those two to three years, you're going right back into a rebuild, an expensive rebuild. Lemonhead wants to know, is Kenneth going to have his own podcast? You know, there's no plans for that out of the gates. He's got to kind of sow some oats and uh, get into the work and whatnot. But as I said on when he was on with us, Zach and I and John, we plan on having him on the show and and being a regular personality here on with us. And, you know, once he kind of gets his legs underneath him, maybe, maybe that could be in the future. So we shall see. Uh, John, let's grab Zyka, who has been a longtime listener, superstar for a long time. Appreciate you, bro. He says, Greasy is nuts. And then he has the emoji lock, hashtag let him hate. Lock, 2021, going to be sweet. Hey, man, we love the optimism. And I still, you guys, you've heard me say it, and if you haven't been with us the last couple pods, uh, I still am leaning towards, actually, let me let me put it this way. I, I usually don't use double negatives, but you have to convince me that Drew Locke is is – well, I won't use it, that he's not the best solution for Denver in 2021, all right? Just all things considered, I don't I don't want to go back to the rookie well this year. If the whole uh, focus, Zach, is maximizing 2021 so that Vic Fangio does not end up being a lame duck so that he can win this year, you go back to the draft and use your number nine overall pick to either take a quarterback or to trade up and get a quarterback, you're going right back to the very square one, all right? And you've already right. been down – you know, Locke has 17 starts. So you're 17 squares down that path with Drew. Why not just roll with Drew if you can't land a Watson? You can't land whoever else on the veteran market you think might be a legit day one upgrade. And if you want to help your lame duck coach out, use that ninth overall pick not to move up or not to give it away, but to get a defender in the building, get a cornerback, get an inside linebacker, get a player who's going to help the Broncos win more games next season, regardless of what happens with the coaching staff. And you couldn't do that if you make a move for whether it's a Zach Wilson or Deshaun Watson. And I'm telling you guys right now, don't expect George Payton to do this. He is a lot likelier to trade back from nine and stockpile more picks than he is to move that number nine overall pick or outright give it away in a blockbuster deal. Isaac Mitchell, thank you for that super chat, my friend. It really means a lot to us. Seriously, thank you, my, my friend. It's been great getting to know you in these chats and on Twitter as well. So appreciate you. And I saw that John flashed a question about Kelberman's Corner. 
is Kelberman's Corner. We do put time to time little clips of Kelberman's Corner up on YouTube. Um, but Kelberman's Corner right now is content for Facebook subscribers only. You got to be an official supporter. It does cost money, all right. But in the in this grand scheme of things, it's four ninety nine for the month, all right. And then you get Kelberman's Corner. You get whatever else we're going to be dropping here in the near future. We're going to be announcing very very soon. And we also have plans to start doing more of this kind of uh, community stuff and membership stuff on YouTube in the very near future. But for now, we're trying to get it going on on Facebook. And you guys have been great. You've been supporting it. I mean, so many of our superstars, Zach, in the community coming from YouTube do it and, and, and going over to Facebook because they want to not only support what we're doing, but they want to be in on that action, participate in Kelberman's Corner. We have a lot of cool things coming. We're, we're literally just scratching the surface. We want to put more effort and put more investment into our Facebook audience and our VIPs. The Kelberman's Corner show we have is just the start. We have a debate show lined up. We have guests we want to bring on. We have a lot of plans that are in the making. They're going to be rolled out very soon. So we would appreciate your guys' investment and support in that. I promise you we will not lead you astray. All right, let me see here from Larry Vaughn, another longtime listener, longtime superstar. And it's just, Larry, I, I say this sometimes to, to, to multiple superstars, but when I say it, I mean it. That's something I was taught by my dad. When you say something, you, you mean it. And I do mean this. And that is, it's not the same when you're not with us. So we're always just stoked to have you with us. He says, why give up so much for a quarterback that's fed up with bad management by creating a situation that's going to hold you back from being able to build the team? Bring in a vet and put Locke on a short leash. I agree, man. I do. I really, I mean, that's... We're sharing a brain on that. I've been saying it from day one uh, or from the day one of the offseason. It might not be the similar circumstance, but Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, where you have the veteran going into the season as the starter, but you have a guy, whether that's a Hurts you know, or a rookie or a veteran like an Andy Dalton waiting in the wings as the failsafe, I think that's the way to go. That's why I've been saying I expect 100% Locke will be under center in week one, but whether he ends the year under center, that's up to him. Damon Daniels, a name, Zach, that I'm not familiar with on Super Chat. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you, my friend. Make sure you connect on Twitter. And if you're already following on Twitter, make sure you reach out and say, hey, it's me, Damon Daniels, because oftentimes I got to remind people of this. The handle on Twitter is different than the handle on YouTube, and we don't we can't connect those dots without you hitting us over the head with it. Um, So appreciate you, Damon. He says, I love Locke and I've even got his jersey, but. If he doesn't work out this next season, maybe we look into trading for Aaron Rodgers. He'll be a year older, and apparently the 2022 quarterback group sucks. I love listening to you guys. Hey, appreciate that, brother. We really do. Um, you know, I, at some point, you got to believe that the Packers drafted Jordan Love because they they want to play him at some point. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. 
they want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But I just don't think it's coming to – I think it's all just contingent on Aaron Rodgers. Like, honestly, I think the, the Packers kind of looked at it from the old Belichick philosophy when he drafted – I mean, they would draft a quarterback pretty much every year. And, they, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, you know, just in case Tom decides or Father Time comes crashing in when you least expect it, we want a guy ready to go. I think it's kind of that philosophy, but they were – it was all based on how Brady did and what Brady's – you know, overall thought process was, and eventually, you know, they traded Garoppolo, but I don't see that happening for the Packers this year or next year, unless he hits some kind of a wall or suffers an injury. Right. And that was the thing. I think maybe the Packers were kind of banking on Rodgers hitting that late thirties wall. That's why they drafted love, but he went on to have an MVP season. So like they said, as long as he's playing at that level, it's stupid to, upset the apple cart. They're going to have him, and as long as he's playing at a high level, he's the starter, and they have love waiting in the wings. I think that's the setup going forward. No trades, no surprises. It, it, it's what it is um, on the surface. It's what it really is in reality. Team Jokic, a.k.a. Christian on Twitter. Good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you. He says, we back. Not a question, but my friends, as a Lions fan, was telling me Locke didn't progress during the season. I hate oblivious fans so yeah, really. much. You know, look, I'll cut him some slack because there were some alarming signs of progression, uh, excuse me, regression from Locke from week six through week 10. All right. I'm, I'm with everyone on that. I'm not blind. Talk about oblivious. I'm not oblivious to that. Okay. But from week 11 on, the dude took some big steps forward. Was it perfect? No. Was it something you hang your hat on and say, this is the finished product we always needed? No, but it were. It, they were the steps in the right direction that should at least make you say, this is something we, we we're on the right track. And you don't just throw that baby out with the bathwater. Now, Zach, I might be singing a different tune. If the version of Locke from week six to week 10, if that's just how he played out the entire rest of the season, I'd probably be over it. I'd probably be like, hey, whatever it takes, Watson, well, maybe not that. But I'd be saying, go to go back to the well, go get another quarterback in the draft. But he didn't. He turned it around in the face of some monumental, legit adversity. And I don't understand why more Broncos fans aren't giving him credit for that, except for the fact that just fans are impatient. They're, they're sick of waiting. It's been five years. I mean, a Lions fan talking about quarterback plays like a Chargers fan talking about fan attendance or, or like a Browns <laughs> fan Bowls. talking about winning, yeah, winning Super Bowls. I mean, I don't really care what any Lions fan has to say. They've seen Matt Stafford put up decent numbers and – play through injuries, and have zero playoff success. So whatever your friend says, I mean, he's entitled to his opinion, but as a Lions fan, it doesn't really hold much water. 
the people who've watched Locke in the media circle, in the fan circle, in and around Denver, realize and understand and acknowledge the steps he's taken in 2019 and, yes, even 2020. Far from perfect last year, but he did show tangible growth. And I'll take that any day over an aging Matt Stafford, Chad, who's on the back nine of his career, and he's had this much to show for it in the NFL. Seth Harmon, thank you for that super sticker. I think we grabbed Seth. No, we didn't. We didn't. But either way, Seth, dude, love you, bro. Thank you. It's been great having you in the chat. Any questions, topics, get them in. We'll try and get to them tonight. We are sitting here at 53 minutes, Zach, so we kind of got to rapid fire our remaining supers because we don't leave a superstar out in the cold if we can avoid it. Uh, I know John's got one queued up here. By the way, John, I'm at 658 with Naj Altaf. I'll talk about a stud and a superstar. Uh, FYI, Nate Leitner. Thank you for that generous super chat, Nate. Appreciate your support of the pod and the show. He says, thank you for everything you guys do. Uh, You guys give me something to look forward to every day. I keep getting the feeling, unless there is, uh, that we that one guy that we trade back. So he's saying, unless there's that one guy that we're in love with, Mm -hmm. we're going to trade back. Yeah, I got this question on Twitter. I mean, how likely is it that Peyton trades down if Parsons, Farley, and Sertan's on the board? I don't think it's very likely, but it's a lot likelier he trades back and stockpiles that capital than trades up and blows that capital. It's a, it's the mindset that Peyton likes to operate with. By the way, Nate, talking to you and everyone else, it's it's what we look forward to. You give us something to look forward to each day as well. So thank you. Seriously, yes. we mean that. Um, Naj, what's up, my dude? Love you. Appreciate you. He says, hey, brothers, do you see Peyton trying to trade for Kirk Cousins? Interesting. <sighs> the deck. Uh, Prescott rumors are exciting, albeit unrealistic, I think. I think Drew will get the start, and I hope he can make it happen. Be well, brothers. Hey, appreciate you, Naj. What are your thoughts on trying to, um, you know, get Kirk in Denver? We know Elway <laughs> was interested, but Kirk wasn't uh, was not hearing it. He didn't want to come to Denver. Is it 2018 all over again? I mean, did we not go down this path? No, I don't see it. He's expensive. He, he never really lived up to billing in Minnesota. I think Peyton knows he'll rather go to war with a young quarterback or did, got, find his own guy than trade for his sloppy seconds in Minnesota. I can't see it happening. The Dak rumors, they aren't really rumors. It's just speculation based on the fact he's still unsigned. He's not going anywhere. If he was, he's my number one over Deshaun Watson. Save the draft pick, save the capital, and offer him a contract. Kirk Cousins, no. No way. No how. Zyka? Thank you again, my brother. He says, what do you guys think about Patrick Sertan at pick nine? If he's available, by the way, Patrick Sertan, corner from Alabama. If he's available, I don't know if I could pass it up with the quarterbacks we got to face each year. I feel you on that and why you like him as as a need, um, as a potential solution to a need. But he's not the best scheme fit for Vic Fangio and what Fangio likes to do. Right. Match quarters, lots of zone. You know, I like him. I wouldn't be crying if the pick were Sertan because he is a, I think he is a blue chip talent, but I would have some doubts on was he the right fit. Yeah. And if, if Farley's off the board at nine and Parsons is off the board and they want to go defender, you mentioned this on Monday's pod. I wouldn't be surprised if they move down to like 12, 14, 15 and take J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. That's a cornerback that better fits Fangio's scheme over Sertan. Not better than Farley, but I think better for what Fangio wants to do with his defense. All right, we have got a uh, super from Ron, another one of our great members and superstars that yeah. brings the 
the great questions and topics every time. Longtime superstar. He's up there on the Mount Rushmore. Appreciate you, Ron. Love you. Good to see you. He says, hey, guys, I know it depends on coaching, but which quarterback draft prospect do you see taking a quantum leap quickly? So we'll, we'll just set aside Trevor Lawrence in this conversation. Which one would thrive in a enemy offense, in parentheses, if we were to hire him next year? Do you plan to host an MHH meetup soon? Ron, the uh, virus gods have really kind of rained on our parade with those plans because we had – I made the arrangements. I booked it. I had my credit card reserved and everything for us to uh, rent a room at the at a casino hotel in Vegas for the draft last year where Zach and I and John Everett were going to be there. We're going to – whoever else wants to come and, and, and meet up and host and we'd have some content, do the show live, have you know meet and greets, the whole nine – and then they ca- they had to cancel because everything shut down, right? And that's kind of been trickled into 2021 up to this point. And so as soon as that whole pandemic, that freaking, you know, you probably heard about it, right? As soon as that goes away, <laughs> that's top of our docket of stuff to do when we feel like it's uh, safe and appropriate. And honestly, not only that, but when there's going to be – venues and things that are going to allow us to do that right now. No one's, no one's going to book that kind of thing. I mean, I just talked to somebody uh, who works in event booking and event management and um, you know, that's how their, their bread and butter Zach was organizing big old, you know, come from all over the world for 25,000 people, you know, um, conventions and seminars and stuff. That whole business had to rethink its existence and start doing stuff online and it's hurt them. But you can't book those things right now. So hopefully in the near future is the answer wrong. Yeah, we had a really cool thing for the draft last year, which was in Las Vegas. And we were going to have a meetup. And it was going to be a lot of fun. A lot of Broncos fans in in Vegas. And obviously it's Raiders country now. But we're going to do something uh, hopefully soon. Maybe if Colorado gets the green light by the summer, if they have a normal training camp, we could do something for training camp, Chad. We can meet up. But to answer Ron's other question about the quarterback that can make the biggest quantum leap, Initially, not going to be a popular answer. I think Zach Wilson is the quarterback, too. He's going to have a really good career. Not going to be a popular answer, though, but Mac Jones, only because his floor is so high in the NFL. Doesn't have the highest ceiling, but I think he has one of the highest floors. So he's very smart. He's accurate. He knows where to go with the ball. He's a coach's favorite. If he gets a shot, I see him impressing quickly and kind of holding down that Alex Smith type of career and reputation in the NFL. Burn the guitarist is on that same thought process. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, hey, guys, just wanted to say, let's please not get Mac Jones at nine. You guys don't like OSU, Ohio State quarterbacks, but um, Alabama hasn't had a successful cue since Joe Namath. Fair point. And neither one of us are advocating for the Broncos to draft Mac Jones at pick nine. That's no. don't, don't mistake what Zach was saying there, but – I do agree that if you're looking for the ready-made guy to step in and like make a difference, make you competent, or at least keep you going as and being competitive, Mac Jones probably is that guy, but you reach a point of diminishing returns pretty quickly because of some of his athletic limitations, I think, Zach. But right. going beyond him, I would say maybe – honestly, I'd probably throw in – It's to me it's a toss-up between Wilson and Fields. Yeah, the thing about Mac Jones is he's going to impress one coach and one team and one GM, and all it takes is one. So while I think he's an early second-round pick, I'm expecting him now to go in the first round. I don't think top 10, certainly not at 9, but um, a team 
is going to fall in love with him. It happens every year. It happened to Daniel Jones, and I think he's like a souped-up version of Daniel Jones. In terms of Alabama quarterbacks, it's a decent point, but Jalen Hurts, I believe, will break that mold. What he showed last year in a limited capacity, he impressed me. All right, we got one here from Hez Buster, not a name we recognize on Super Chat, so welcome. welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you. He says, rarely get to watch live. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Nope, thank you, dude. Thank Seriously, you. appreciate yep. you. Uh, John, uh, we still need, for what it's worth, where we're at, we need, uh, we need, where'd he go? Jay Ritchie, and then Corona Space, Gavin, and then I've got Base Gase uh, ready to go. Booyah. Jay Ritchie, appreciate you, my friend. Really do. Give our best to the missus as well. He says, evening, fellas. The Watson talk needs the brakes pump. Locke beat him head-to-head his rookie season. Yes, DW, Deshaun Watson, very good. Not a QB that can carry a team by himself. Draft, develop, fill holes, go, lock. Zach, you laid it out, I think, as succinctly as is possible on Monday Night Show. Led the league in passing. What good did it do the Houston Texans in the win-loss column? He went 4-12, and 12. and I understand that the coaching turnover, I understand how toxic that front office is now, but you look at Deshaun Watson's career, yeah, they won a few division titles, but no sustainable success, no, no Super Bowls, no MVPs. He is not Mahomes, and Mahomes is the only player, quarterback or otherwise, you give up a haul like that for. Shot, like, I agree with the question. I agree with what the statement said. Top five quarterback, very good not worth selling the farm and then some for based case. Good to see you, brother. Appreciate you so much. And you've, you, you're consistent as heck, man, and supporting what we're doing and every single chat you're in there contributing to the conversation and the topics that we're addressing night to night. So we see you. We appreciate you. He says, what can the Broncos do to avoid the road of irrelevancy? I don't want to be the next Browns or bills before Allen, of course, in parentheses, he puts on the bills. Um, it, it really comes down to not jumping the shark, all right? And if you panic now on Drew, throw the baby out with the bathwater, you don't know what you risk um, saying goodbye to, all right? Now, at the same time, it's also a risk saying we don't know that he's going to take the steps forward that we hope he can. But, dude, that's, the, that's life in the league. You made your investment in a second-round pick. You put in the TLC. You gave him the live bullet reps. He got the experience. Now's the point where NFL teams are wise enough, the ones who do that, to say, let's see if we can reap the, the if we can reap the benefits. All right, let's see it come out in the wash. Year three, if it doesn't come out in the wash, hey man, I'm gonna be right there with every lock naysayer and saying, Hey, it was an honest effort, the tools are there, the potential is there, but he just couldn't put it together within the time frame needed to really, you know, stake your claim in the league, turn the page. But we're just not there yet. Well, I think you know, to answer this question honestly and accurately, you have to look in the mirror and realize that the Broncos are not going to go down a road of, of irrelevancy. They've been down the road for quite a while now. They're on the fifth year of being down that road, and they're trying to find an exit ramp, and they haven't found one yet. To find one, it's all about winning. It, it really, that's what it comes down to in the NFL. It doesn't matter how you do it. doesn't matter how much you win by. It's winning or losing. So if the Broncos go back to being a winning team, again, no matter if their defense does it or their offense does it, that is how they become relevant. It helps having a franchise quarterback, but plenty of teams out there don't have a franchise quarterback per se and still are relevant. The Broncos have to win, plain and simple. Nice super chat here from, uh, uh, I'm just going to say, 
C-Tude space, Clark slash Prezi. <laughs> hey, really appreciate it. I know that's not your first super. It's probably like your second or third. But uh, we appreciate you, my friend. Seriously, thank you. Stick around. Yep. And uh, we love having you in the chat, my friend. Uh, we also got one here from Nate Leitner again. Thank you, Nate. He says, anyone else just hoping the Cowboys mess up the DAC contract and we can sign him and have a franchise quarterback? Hashtag go Broncos. Hashtag state of being. That's right, gang. Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being, baby. It's wherever you are. I swear to God, I'm wearing my DAC shirt on the pod one day chat so I can advocate. But, you know, I don't think he's getting out of Dallas as much as I'd love him to be. I think they're going to take care of him one way or the other and uh, put that dream to bed once and for all. Gavin, thank you for the super chat. You have really come on the last week or two, and we appreciate you, bro. He says, I got a question for y'all. If Watson said he wants to come to Denver, would that persuade you guys to go after him more? So, like, if if Watson were actively campaigning, hashtag MHH, if he was actively campaigning to come to Denver, would that change your tune at all, Zach? It depends on the asking price. Is he willing to come to Denver? The Texans willing to take two second rounders or three, you know, three first rounders? It all depends on the asking price for him. It would make a trade, obviously make it better if he wants to play for the team that he's going to be traded to, but it all depends on the capital and the compensation you're giving up to acquire him. That doesn't really change much. Yeah, I mean, it it makes it a little bit better, right? Like, you know, that that reciprocated interest, sure, but there's still many obstacles and pitfalls to overcome. Zachary Smouse is officially in the house. It's great to have you and see you, my friend. Everyone knows Zachary, and he's just a he's a stud. He's the very MHH let him hate T-shirt that he's rocking in his profile pic. He designed. Love you, buddy. He says, Chad, Zach, and Beast, you need to be appropriated every day for what you do. Thank you for helping me grow in my two podcasts. Hey, man, that's sweet, brother. We we're, hey we're, again, like we said the other night, we feel like two like surrogate dads. Happy to see you, freaking go look. This community's rad. I'm gonna create my own my own pod. We love it, man. And you know what, Zachary? Don't downplay yourself. What you did, what you accomplished is on you. We didn't do that. You did. And we're happy to see you grow and, and succeed. And anything we can do to help that out, we will. Well said. Deshaun, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. If you're on Twitter, connect with us because I tried finding you the other day and I couldn't find you. If you're on there, there's it's a really cool way to spell that too, Deshaun. Mm-hmm. I've never it seen is. that spelling before. Definitely unique. He says, why do we value these first-round draft picks so much? We haven't gotten many instant impact players in the first round. Uh, there are seven rounds in the draft. How would trading a couple picks stop us from building a team? Well, let's – whoops. Oh, I just realized I did have his, his access to Deshaun there. So let's let's just take a look, all right? Last year, what was our first-round pick? Jerry Judy. Noah Fant the year prior. 2018, it was, of course, Chubb. I don't know about you, but those are three – Judy's, you know, still kind of percolating, right? Still still in the wash. Um, but Chubb, Pro Bowl. Sutton, Pro Bowl. All right, let's go back to 2017. Garrett Bowles, all pro. All right, took some time, all pro. 2016, that's when you start getting into dicey territory, right, with, with Paxton. But the last four first-round picks, in my estimation, Zach, have been stud impact players up to this point. You know, that could change, but do you want to forsake the next Chubb, the next – Four guys, like, is it worth it to you to give up Chubb today, Judy today, Bowles today, and Fant today if you could get Watson? Because that's what you could be giving up by so doing. 
this argument would hold a lot more water if this was like 2016 and Elway wasn't drafting well, but he's really turned it around the last few years. And you lay it out perfectly, Chad. They have come away with instant impact day one starters. They got a franchise left tackle and a franchise pass rusher. Those are two of the most valuable positions other than franchise quarterback and lockdown cornerback in the NFL. And you know what? Now they have a better guy, uh, arguably, that's going to pick the first-round picks in George Payton. I want to see what he can do. I don't want to cut his legs off, Chad, or emasculate him by bringing in a talent expert and bringing in a guy who loves building through the draft and then stripping away the draft picks from him. It doesn't seem like a winning strategy, nor what the Broncos hired him to do. All right, we really got to go into rapid-fire mode because I personally am running out of time. I have a, a an engagement tonight. So, Dale Rude, love you, buddy. He says, some say Locke only improved because his scheme was dumbed down to half the field. To me, that proves the coaching was an issue, not putting players in a a place to succeed. It's called player development, Zach. Wait, so when he does well, it's because it's dumbed down, but when he doesn't do well, it's not being dumbed down, right? The double standards are literally sickening when it comes to Locke. That's all I'm going to say. But, Dale, your instinct there, you're not wrong, buddy. Rello, appreciate you, bro. Good to see you. Uh, reach out if you're on Twitter because you're another guy I tried to find. I, I, I can't find a Rello takeover on uh, on Twitter. It says Locke needs to change his play style. Two serious injuries in his young career. Yeah, he just needs to be more head on a swivel when he breaks the pocket. And both of his injuries came breaking the pocket. Or at least, you know, the first one broke the pocket, rolling to the left against the Niners in the preseason, injures his thumb. The second one, he was beginning to break the pocket. I would say he had just broken the pocket when, boom, Bud Dupree gets him from behind and just slams him into the into the ground. So, yeah, I think he's learned from that, honestly, because I didn't see him do – he seemed to be a lot more, um, for lack of a better term, sensitive to to the feel after that. Uh, so hopefully that's that's a good sign. Yeah, you can change his play style or change the protection and not have Wilkinson be his right tackle. So it was a, a perfect storm of crap that happened for his second injury, but it, it happens in the NFL. Injuries are part of the game, and we have to just cross our fingers that he stays healthy uh, this coming season. Nate, man, thank you, my friend. That's thank your you, third Nate. super chat tonight, and we just it blows us away. Thank you, bro. He says, I feel like Locke isn't as bad as people think, but not as good as people think. Uh, make no mistake, Nate. We're not saying he's the he's second coming of John Elway, and we're not saying even he's the second coming of Jake Plummer or Jake Cutler. What we are saying is that there's enough there, and the Broncos have put enough into him to that, to walk away from him. It's like souping up a car. You know, you buy one off the off the scrap heap, and you put it all together, and you get the outside looking, you know, really really good. All right, paint job, fender, all the dents, you're looking good. But then right when all the fruits of your labors could come together and you could benefit from that, you decide, I'm a, you know, I'm, a, I'm moving on to something else. I'll maybe someone else can fix the engine and get it rolling. That's kind of where you're at. You put in the time, put in the TLC, you put in the investment. And in, in Locke's case, it's not like he's giving you nothing. It's not like he's giving you zero reason to, right. to project ahead. We just need to see it more consistent. It's not all hypothetical because the, the progress is tangible and it has been there in uh, in reality. But, Nate, I love seeing this take from you. It's it's refreshingly honest and accurate because it's either locks a franchise quarterback or locks a bust. And I'm right there in the middle. He's not. He's neither yet. He's still proving one way or the other where he's going to go in his career. All right. I think we are caught up here with Larry. So appreciate you again, Larry. Seriously, man. He says, lock needs to work with Jordan Palmer. I agree. And by the way, he has worked with Jordan. 
when Locke was coming out of Missouri in 2019, uh, we sent Lance Sanderson to the draft in New York. He got an up-close look, did some great reporting from the draft, um, and then we sent Nick to Missouri's Pro Day. And one thing, Nick Kendall, one thing we learned from that Pro Day is Nick was literally leaving the event. He's walking out with Jordan Palmer, and he has a great conversation. There's an article out there that you can go back and read. Locke worked with Jordan as his prepare-for-the-draft kind of QB guru, and then he's kind of gone, you know, that's what NFL guys do for the most part is they then kind of flock to their position coach now that they're in the league. That's who they are taking their cues from. But I, there's been rumors that he's planning on working with Jordan yeah. again this offseason. I've heard the same. And this is interesting from Oscar. He drops in with 499. Thank you, Oscar, uh, as always, for your contribution. Interesting conspiracy theory. If Patrick Mahomes tested positive for you-know-what, which is CV, right before the Super Bowl, would they cover it up? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to cover that up. I think that would be just a part of the storyline for the for the big game, like it was when the Broncos had to play without a quarterback or the Ravens didn't have a, a certain player or whatever, running back, whatever it was. Um, that's the part of the game. I don't think it's going to happen, but the, the Schefter reporting on what happened with the Chiefs, they got a couple players who tested positive. They were getting haircuts, and they were literally mid-haircut when the Barber's test result came back positive and they ripped out of the seat and said, no, keep them away. And they end up uh, quarantining. So great little reporting by Adam Schefter and uh, the lengths they go to, to have Mahomes was in the room. He was going to get a haircut. It was two lesser players, but they took no chances. They threw that Barber right on the street. See ya. <laughs> Hit the bricks, homie. <laughs> wow. I think honestly, if, if Mahomes did get, the bug, I think they'd reschedule the Super Bowl. I really do. Mm, I mean, that's a possibility, yeah. That's just, but we'll see. Man, the freaking community on fire tonight. At the buzzer, too. Wow. Chill Will, a name that's newer to us on, on Super Chat. And, man, just thank you so much, Will. Seriously, you just blow, you're blowing us away right now. So he says, hey, fellas, I'm new here. My question is, do you believe Drew hasn't progressed like Mahomes or Watson or Josh Allen with them being in a pro-style offense in college, now Drew's got to play catch-up in this kind of an offense. I believe that Locke will uh, turn it around, I'm sure is what he's saying, this year. Uh, let me see. Let me make sure I understand what Chilwell's saying here. He hasn't progressed like Mahomes and Watson with them being in a pro-style. Okay. Um, maybe that had a little something to do with it because Locke played in the you know pretty cut-and-dry typical college spread system at Missouri. Um, whereas I'm trying to think of what Watson's system was at Clemson. Mahomes played in the air raid at Texas tech, which really prepped him for the pros. Allen, I'm not, I'm trying to remember what his scheme was in at Wyoming. I don't, I don't maybe it, yeah, it was actually more pro style now that I think about it, but I think more than anything, chill. Will, uh, the issue at hand for drew is continuity. And that's why I'm so keen on him for another reason, I, sh I should say that I'm keen on him being the dude in 2021. One last go round, Zach, because you finally get the continuity, which would for him be the the first time since his sophomore to junior year in Missouri. Just so you know, if you in case you didn't, that second year when he actually did have continuity at Mizzou is when he set the SEC record for touchdowns and went crazy as a as a junior. So I'm hoping that we can see that in 2021, if indeed they run it back, the Broncos, with Drew Locke. 
I thought you were going to say the other C word, which was coaching, because lock show with Scangarello didn't matter, pro style, shotgun, doesn't matter what system in 2019, when you have the right coaching around Drew Locke, you can exploit his strengths and hide his weaknesses. If he had a better coordinator last year, he, ha- he would have a better season. It's as cut and dry as that. All right, guys, we do have to get on out of here. Thank you so much to each and every yeah. one of you for being with us tonight. Fire tonight, guys. A mile-high salute to our our superstars who just went off the chain. Goodness gracious, the outpouring we've had. The last two pods, Zach, have just been yeah. unbelievable. And we, we of course, uh, it's Kenneth. Yeah, That's it's why. Kenneth. It's yeah. Kenneth. Wow, thanks, Dave. Love you, bro. Appreciate you. So Let him hate, Dave. Pod, guys. Y'all rock. You rock, dude. You rock. Uh, thanks, guys. Seriously. And Kathy, good to see you. Appreciate you. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter, gang, at Huddle Up Pod. Another reminder, go over to Facebook, type in Huddle Up Podcast, and follow the page on Facebook so that you can enter into the drawing. Not only follow what we're doing on Facebook and the content there, but you can enter into the drawing. We're going to announce the, the winners randomly selected from those who are following and liking the page on Sunday night's show. I'll put the link in the chat one last time. Uh, that's on Twitter, though, is at Huddle Up Pod on uh the main account too on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Zach on Twitter at Kelberman NFL. Myself at Chad and Jensen. Our producer at John K M H H, as you can see on screen here. Kenneth, we're looking forward to reading his first article. I'm sure that'll be coming down the pike here yeah. in the near near future. Last thing, Zach, and then you sign us off, guys. Go become a supporter on Facebook of Mile High Huddle. All right, there's two pages on Facebook. Not to be confused. There's our main page. That's Mile High Huddle. Facebook.com/slash Mile High Huddle. That's where you could become a supporter and get access to Kelberman's Corner. <clears throat> Click the big blue button. And then there's the podcast page, right, for Huddle Up Podcast. So go over there, become a supporter. You're in on Kelberman's Corner, Episode 5, dropping Sunday at noon out time. And then, guys, last thing, before you dip out, please like this episode. And if we did a good job, share it out there. Zach, we'll, uh, we'll reconvene tomorrow night for the Mile High Mailbag. And we're also going to talk with Scott Kennedy about some insider draft stuff. So, yeah. We'll uh, we'll reconvene them, but sign us off, bro. Yeah, we have one more episode left in this week. It just seems like it just flies by every week, doesn't it, Chad? We get to Wednesday, and it's like we're signing off for the week almost, but it's a mile-high mailback. Any question you guys want to know, dropping in on Twitter, dropping in to any of us on Twitter, John, me, Chad, we'll get to it tomorrow. We have a great interview lined up. What a tremendous pod tonight, guys. It was on fire. It was hot and heavy throughout. Thank you so much. We see the comments. We see the love. Nothing goes unnoticed. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, 6 o'clock Mountain Time, 8 o'clock Eastern, Mile High Huddle Mailbag of the Week. Until then, and as always, for Chad, I'm Zach. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 